Can you see if my uh, is my background blurred? It's it's white. It looks like there's a huge white light behind you, and you're just the glowing just bit in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, unblurred yeah. my background. Ah, there we go. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I can see you fine. Oh, it's uh, good. Yeah. So you're doing all right then? Yeah, yeah. I've had a few days off this week, so it's been been quite nice just to just to hang. Um, Maybe not too. It'll be in at work. Been out in the garden, tidying up. Yeah, planting, it's been, been nice weather. Yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. A couple of nice walks. Got yeah. my feet wet. So yeah. Quite nice. Yeah. What about you? Nice days. We were out in the garden yesterday. Um, it was literally sunny, like not not, not, a, not a cloud in the sky. Nice. So we, we spent the day before, so what day we're now? Sunday. So Friday, we spent all day getting the garden right and jet washing. Yeah. I believe I've got to nearly 40 and I'm not, I've never had a go jet wash. <sighs> and it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Good fun. <laughs> we bought the jet wash off the neighbour and we just blasted the whole like patio, all the brickwork on the back garden and that. And, uh, it's come up amazing. It's so bright and clean. Yeah. We, we painted the back stone as well, like a cream colour, so it sets all like the. We've got loads of Japanese maple bushes on the back in the back garden. Nice. And uh, it sets them off, so the garden's looking uh, looking sound now. So yesterday we took advantage and just spent spent all day in the sun. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah everyone. I think lots of people have got the same ideas, haven't they? Everyone's going to have immaculate gardens and <laughs> immaculate houses if they've managed to get hold of paint and. Materials, yeah, yeah. We managed to get paid because uh, being Q, even though it's closed, it's got a click and collect. Ah, good. So you can go in. You can go on a virtual. Laura was on it the other day, and on, online when you click being Q, you you have to wait. You're in a virtual queue. But once you get access to the store online, you've got as long as you want in the shop. Oh wow! Online, but it's because yeah, yeah. they must have so many people trying to buy stuff like. There's a virtual queue. Oh, wow. So we're not only queuing in real life, in actual life. Yeah. We're also queuing virtually now as well. Virtual queues. That's so <laughs> weird, isn't it? Because the, the, the shop in, in Fishguard, the co-op, they've only really this week started the counting people in and right. floors and, and got the greens up and everything. So, yeah, that's been weird. People queued up outside two metre distance. And, yeah, it's weird. They've done, it, they've done it at our local shop for a while now and they have like it's it's almost like we can't be trusted to stand two metres apart there's actually <laughs> like crosses yellow crosses really, two metres yeah. apart to the tills yeah some yeah. people are still ignoring it and just walk straight past you but there's yeah. going to be that in there how can you actually like if you can't walk past someone via two metres like width between you yeah it's a bit mad the guy in work the other day said, oh, it's brilliant. He said, every supermarket now is like going into Waitrose because there's there's so much room and everyone's oh, so polite. <laughs> <laughs> you not, have, you, have you been in there yet since they've done the all the two-metre stuff? Like, you've actually been in a shop yet? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did, you not, did you not feel like there was a bit of lack of confusion between how the till bit works? Um, I, went, I went up there, so I had, like, whatever I went in for, some, a few little small bits and bobs. Yeah. Um, so I approach the till, then the woman stands back. All right, okay. I, got I put you. my items on, but then like there's a bit of so I have to stand back while she takes my items, scans them, and then you get to pay and you're like, so she stands back and then you pay with your contactless, 
and then she gives you a seat, but then there's that confusion, like, hang on, I don't know how this really works. Yeah, a little <laughs> dance going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's quite funny, the one I went to, they've got the screens up to protect everyone, you know, the staff and us. Yeah. A little hole to put your card through. But then at the end where you'd pack your bags, there is nothing. So everyone's kind of walking past the screen and just standing at the end. And because that's where you would. Yeah. 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 And then you're kind of, you know, leaning back to put your card through the hole to do the contact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. It's like it's just it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you said you went down to the beach yesterday then? I've had a couple of nice walks. Yeah, it was um, down there at low tide, got a little paddle up to the knees. Nice. Dog had a little swim yeah. and then got a nice little bit where we can walk along a river and back up through some woods. So it's quite a, quite a decent walk. What happens in Fishguard regards like people who've got boats on that then? Obviously, they can't go out on them, can they? Or can you? Is that no, allowed? there's a couple um, that go out fishing every day for, su- for supply and food. Yeah. Um, but normally this week they would they would be craning in all the yachts that are all the yachts. It sounds grand, doesn't it? But <laughs> there are boats like on in the car park. Yeah. Um, but they've cancelled that for the whole year now, so they're not craning them in at all this season. I was told. So yeah, yeah it would just be the two or three fishing boats going out each day, and that's that's it. So I suppose they're classed as like essential workers, then aren't they? The, the fishermen. Yes. Boys. Yeah. yeah. I suppose they would be, wouldn't they? Yeah. Well, normally this weekend it would be so so busy here, especially with the weather like this. You know, the yeah. um, lower town would be busy. That they, they had um, cruise ships that came in last year, quite a few. Oh, right. Um, so they would sort of be brought into the town and shown around. So they're missing out on all that this year. But yeah, the amount of money, what like the tourism and that, and it's stuff yeah. like you don't think about. Like, I would never have assumed that like Fishguard had like a little that tourism element. Yeah, cruise ships coming in and yeah, it's weird that. Yeah, well, you didn't you didn't see it at its best when you came down, did you? So. No. When was that? Was that? It was March, April, was it, when we came down? Yeah, it was. Um, it was like the end of March, wasn't it? it was, I think we were just unlucky. Like, I bet, I bet eight years out of ten years on that weekend, the weather's been like beautiful, but it just so happened that one time we came down, it was torrential. Yeah. Wild, isn't it? I know. I Wild. Know. <laughs> Such a shame. Oh, that's all right. It, that time will come again when you... Yeah, of course it will, yeah. Yeah. I know. I keep meaning for getting in contact with Ian, actually. Yeah. I've not spoke to Ian over this uh, since we've been in lockdown on that lake, so... Yeah, they had a trip planned again for July, I think, for two weeks. Yeah. So they've been down for the past couple of years, I think, and had had a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah seen the pictures and that. Yeah, we'll definitely be, be down again. Good. I know. Good. You've been out and about? This, this weekend with your dog on that nice little walk that you do and... yeah 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 we've been taking all the else on that um, she's not been well actually she had a swollen ear we think she got stung in her ear oh, or like caught a, a nettle in it or something and it swelled up so um, we took her to the vet she, they give her a course of steroids and uh, they make a dedlophagic alright so she's not really been herself but it was only a short course and she finished them the day before yesterday so she's she's slowly coming around to being back to her normal self on that like yeah good Twitter you can see like a little changing uh, like personality yeah just because she's had a few like steroids you make her like dead like almost as though she's she's well she is drugged up but like just dead lethargic and there's no she took a walk in last night and she was just like dead slow and plodding and normally she's got a spring in her step and she's bouncing everywhere. Yeah. 
but she's slowly getting back to a normal self like but okay. not been going too far afield really just a normal route that i take her up mm-hmm. into the woods on sankey valley and um you won't you won't think we're on lockdown to be honest there's that many people knocking about you know people are like keeping the distance and that but yeah well there's lots of families and people getting out and walking and yeah it's, it's weird yeah and and i guess because you know lots of people that's that's all we can do isn't it is just get outside and walk so even people that maybe wouldn't normally be getting outside and walking are doing yeah maybe they're getting out and doing something too you know i know i know yeah. but it'll be interesting to see what happens because i think tomorrow will be like the three weeks of the lockdown won't it yeah, have they given any indication as to that? I would imagine it's going to be extended, would you? I, th- I think it's going to be extended, but I yeah. think we heard Ireland, Ireland have extended their lockdown for another like right. two weeks, I think it was. And I'd imagine we'll, because Ireland were the first ones to close the schools and that as well, weren't they? Oh, were they? So I think we'll end up following suit, but they've got this, what do they call the meetings? Cobra meetings. Yeah. They've got one, and I presume it'll be like another two or three weeks. I don't know if they'll um make the measures more more controlled like maybe that you can't go out at all or anything i don't think they'll go that far yeah but we'll see they're almost yeah. up to like a thousand deaths aren't they a day yeah no. yesterday was 900 and 910 or something like that was it really yeah wow how was it in your area now then from in comparison to last week when we um, it's not been too i mean i was speaking to laura about it the other day we we don't really know anyone who's been affected by it in terms of like who's shot, who's got it, who's actually been diagnosed as got it. We don't know anybody, but my sister um, last week, she was saying, oh, it's the first time that she's actually been dealing with patients who have got it. Right. So like direct leather, like, so I think as the cases go up, because like we said last time, it's like kind of growing exponentially in it. So as the cases go up, we are starting to hear little like trickles of people who are dealing with people who've got it, maybe people who have got it. But up to now, I don't really know anybody personally who, who's, who's got it or anything. But there's all sorts of like skirmongering on, again, me and Laura were discussing this the other day, on Facebook, again, you fear all this fake news and you don't know what to believe half of the time. But people, just because it's on social media, people assume that it's like legit and kosher, kosher news. And it was saying that... Um, St. Helens is the highest in the Northwest for coronavirus and all this. But I think it was just a fake, fake news. Do you know what I mean? you got to, you got to wonder where the, how these things start. <laughs> yeah. I know. And, and you're right. People read it and then it's, they repost yeah. it and comment on it and without sort of checking. Yeah. And people, people know like the sister's husband's neighbor's cousin's boyfriend. Yeah. There was a guy in the army who said that like, they're all waiting around the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know anyone personally, like, but I think the cases are getting higher. So eventually, if it's going exponentially, then we are going to end up hearing soon. It's going to start being a bit closer to home, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, what about Wales? Population... Wales is quite... quite is, Wales not got that many cases, or is it, is it increasing? Well, Newport, Newport Gwent is, is one of the highest. Oh, is it? Uh, sort of. For the for the amount of the of the population, I think the percentage that have got it All right. positive. It's I think it's the highest in the country, sort of per hundred thousand. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, I think it it came 
they did the top five again it's a thing i read the other day i don't know if it's true or not but yeah (laughs) that was top and then the next four were different boroughs of london yeah uh, that were quite high so yeah so that's weird but like i said because we're so far west and we're quite rural and yeah population are quite isolated anyway Mm -hmm. extra time to prepare hopefully you know hopefully it might yeah yeah might make a difference i don't know but then I, I keep hearing these things about oh this is the first wave you know it does it's not going to disappear this thing all right so you know so unless you mean so we're in the first wave and then like it's gonna get up because they're all talking about this dip aren't they so yeah the, the peak and then we're gonna have yeah another another big hit is that what you mean yeah well i, I I was watching a thing last week what was it it might have been joe rogan he had another scientist on and it was he was saying you know we don't know whether it's seasonal like flu flu is seasonal it comes oh, back yeah yeah so you know they, there's a lot that they don't know you know so he had a might get past this surge and and you know come again and then who knows who knows you know so that's what i keep thinking i can't honestly see how we're gonna go back to being the same as it was before yeah like it can't be because I think everyone's now adopting in every walk of life. I can't see how it's going to go back to being the same as it as it was. Because, like I said about being cute, they're having virtual shopping now online, yeah. so people are going to start incorporating. Because there's only you can only do stuff online now. You know what I mean? People are going to start incorporating that into their business model. I've yeah. seen it happen with jujitsu. People are doing more online content. Okay. So I think something will change in terms of because surely if businesses are thinking well. All right, yeah, we've obviously lost revenue through the coronavirus. But, yeah, we've got this online platform now and we're making X amount of money online. Why do we need to keep paying for our premises when we've got this online platform? Surely we can build, do you know what I mean? Things like that, like people might just get rid of the, their actual premises and the rentals, yeah, yeah. And maybe see see that they can flourish online through a, a different business model, but using like a virtual, a virtual shop, a virtual high street yeah could happen couldn't it you know yeah. it could have I, th- I think all that was coming anyway but it's just kind of yeah you know hastened accelerated it. the process yeah. yeah and then i think because very i don't know what it's like in uh, around yours but people are reluctant to pay in cash around our place well i did ask in a shop the other day i said oh are you still taking cash and she went oh yeah we are at the moment and then i yeah. said to her that's a really weird question to ask isn't it you know are you still, are you still taking money <laughs> but then like because you hear about these, eventually we were always going to go into like where no money would change hands. It'd always just be, it'd just be a credit card transaction. Sure. Zeros and ones would go from my account to your account. Yeah. No actual hard money, tangible money would change hands. So again, I think that's been accelerated where maybe when we come back to, to being normal, we won't see any, any cash. We won't be able to touch money anymore. It'll just be cards, plastic. Yeah, phone, watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get rid of your filthy, dirty money. We don't yeah. need it. Yeah. So then, like, it'll bring up this thing about what is money then? What is money? Because there'll be no like, no like tangible thing to yeah. for me to, to for me to you do a service for me and I give you hard cash. Yeah. Won't be that. I'll just like do me watch or contactless. So then something happens between my account and your account. But there'll be nothing there to to touch. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Weird like, concept, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's a. You've read. Um, oh, not Homo Deus. What's the first one? Um, Sapiens, is it? Sapiens, that's right, yeah. Does he talk about that sort of how money starts in that? And it's basically an agreement, you know, we'll agree that this is worth this much and yeah. I'll pretend that it's worth it. Yeah. It could be like in apples or onions or something. Yeah. 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 Or like sheep or cattle. Yeah, you do something for me and we agree that this is worth 12, 12 of my sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I might read that again, actually, because that's a really yeah. good book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I might do the same. I, again, we've spoken about books before, but and it's interesting at the time, but I just remember so little from so yeah. much stuff that I read is some real. So. I and yeah. I don't know about you, but do you, how often do you actually revisit a book that you read? Um, quite rare, actually. I, I mentioned that one to you last week, didn't I? The Fear Project. I mean, that's been six years since I read that. Really? Um, but I thought now was the time to have a look at it. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, so, fear is so, so, so. a big, a big subject at the moment as well, isn't it? People are living, literally living in. Obviously, yeah. there's, there's worst case scenarios and people worse than than others, but people are literally living in fear, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you look at the, especially the bigger cities. You look at what the hospitals are dealing with in London. It's you know it's kind of justified, isn't it? And to a certain extent, but. I know. Yeah. If you if you're just watching the the constant news cycle and some of the graphics they use have you have you seen the sky news graphic that they use the coronavirus is bright red and yeah yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. That, yeah 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 you know, so what, how, how much do you think that the the media is skirmongering do you think do you think it's accurate or do you think it's over the top or i think they've got that this has all been said before isn't it on stuff that we've listened to they've, they've got airtime to fill yeah and at the moment it's the most newsworthy story there is yeah 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 yeah. so i think i mean we watched a little clip this morning it's very rare that i'll watch sky news it'll be sort of four or five minutes and then i'll jump out but there was quite a cool clip this morning they were in um in a care home somewhere and just showing about the difficulties they've they're dealing with yeah you know well they were saying our sorry to interrupt you they were saying how when we have these recorded deaths per day so England was at like 910 or something, something around that number, but they're not including care homes and things like that within those figures. Yeah, they've been leaving them out. Uh, well, and the same as the, the the confirmed cases, the numbers are going to be off because the amount of people that will be staying at home because they're not feeling great. Yeah, they're not, they're not being tested now, so you know who knows how many people have had it or have got it. Yeah, get it, you know. And I read a thing as well that, again, I don't know how accurate it is. They did a, in Iceland, they they tested quite a big chunk of the population. I think they they've done more tests than any right than any country, and they showed in their results that 50% of the people that I think were confirmed had had it had no symptoms. They were yeah asymptomatic. Yeah, so you know you got to wonder how many people may well. I know. Had it and didn't know, you know, but they could, but you can still transmit it, I think. I don't know if that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the, I think that was the big, from from what I've been listening to and read and that, like, and seen on the news, that was the biggest thing that you don't know if you've got it or not. So that was the biggest, like, thing that led to the lockdown because mm. I could be walking around be just being a host to this coronavirus. Yeah. And then obviously passing it on to your parents and that, like, but I suppose it's difficult for the media, really, in some respects, because 
there's no sport or anything either, is there, to report on? There's nothing. There's nothing else happening. I know. I know. Do you watch much of the news or not? Um, we started, I mean, it was, before all this happened, I very rarely listened to the news. Yeah. Like, I get all my, like, kind of current events from listening to Joe Rogan and London Real and, um, <laughs> like, stuff on, like, the news feeds on my phone and that, like, but yeah. very rarely listened to actually put the news on. But then, obviously, all these updates started about lockdown and stuff like that. So we were tuning in at, like, five o'clock every night for... Boris Johnson's daily update. But then what was happening was, so that was at five, say the, say the update started at five. The updates would be like 15, 20 minutes. But then we'd carry on watching it. Yeah. And then they'd be interviewing um, somebody else from some other politician about what had just happened. And then they interview another politician about what the last politician had said about what had just happened. So we ended up spending like three hours of an evening with this constant cycle of lockdown, what's going to come from lockdown, how it's going to affect the economy. So where we ended up like almost being like in a state of anxiety, me and Laura watching all these news cycles. So after about a week of this happening, 10 days, we decided to just watch the, like the little press conference that they have. Yeah. And then after that, we just switch it off. So that's, that's where we're at now. Obviously over the next few days, they'll be deciding whether lockdown's going to continue. So we will keep, keep updated with that at like five o'clock or whatever time it's going to be on. But we honestly started feeling anxious because we were watching that many different yeah. interviews with people saying how it's going to affect us all in the future. And yeah, it was, it was quite mad. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? I've been trying to sort of stay away from watching it and just reading it mm-hmm. on my phone, like dipping in five minutes. Yeah. Having to look at the main headlines, clicking any that kind of look interesting and then, putting yeah. it down and walking away to yeah have you listened to have you have you heard or read any any kind of not even if you like you, you kind of believe in them but what um conspiracy theories have you have you come across if any <laughs> took, took a little interest uh the one that made me laugh was the 5g right might be the cause of it it's and then interesting that you said that actually hang on i'm just on just getting on my phone. Let me try and find this guy's name. Yeah. We'll go on 5G. Was that with um? Was that the David Icke stuff on you on um? London oh, Real? did you watch that? I've not seen it yet. But I, I was telling Laura about it yesterday. Did you watch it? No, I saw a clip and then I I listened to something the other day and they said it's been taken down. Right. And I haven't I haven't checked since because I thought oh, I might jump in on that because that sounds know, like an, in, an interesting listen regardless so it was, of what it was on the Real. Yeah. that he was on London Real. Yeah. And then the next, or whenever the interview had happened, um, he obviously, Brian Rose obviously uploads it onto YouTube. So they took it off YouTube. Right. And he made this big, big media post about like freedom of speech and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And then um, it was on the BBC News website. It was front page on the BBC News website that wow. YouTube had took down this interview with David Icke regarding coronavirus and 5G. Yeah. Um, so then, obviously, no publicity is bad publicity. So people must have started going to his website, London Real website, to listen to this interview. But then Vimeo took it down. So Vimeo removed it from their site. Right. And then yesterday, um, he put a big Facebook post out that the, someone had tried to hack into the London Real website to remove the actual 
hard copy of the video off the off their website yeah because it was all free you just got to sign up to their website haven't you but it was free to watch but the whole thing was on their website and someone had tried to hack into their website to remove it wow i wonder if it can still be downloaded on say from podbean or somewhere like that then probably maybe i'm not I'd look on itunes on the podcast and that yeah. one if it's if it's on there and that yeah but go yeah i know it's crazy isn't it but then you think i don't really know much about david Icke. i know back in the day he was he was talking about like all the rothschilds and that being reptilians from like yeah. uh, something like, i've not really watched much of his stuff but i know the gist of that's what that's where he started yeah i think his views have changed on that actually haven't they but um if if he was sort of seen as this this figure who who can be like ridiculed for coming up with all these wacky and weird um conspiracy theories why go to the effort of removing it all from all these massive platforms especially when you look at lots of other nonsense that kind of is on youtube yeah you know i don't know surely now they've made more of a big deal about it removing it than if they just let it happen and just left it and ignored it yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I started, I started listening to um hang on, let me let me see if I can find this this guy. So again, another Facebook post. Someone had um What are you doing? Oh good. Dog, dog's just coming in the kitchen. Oh, she's perking up. Yeah, I can't find it. I don't wanna I don't wanna get his name wrong on that, but basically he was he was his theory or his conspiracy was that um the reason why people are getting this coronavirus is because they've got weak immune systems basically and he's a he's a well-renowned like scientist this guy like really highly qualified to talk about this stuff yeah uh, i'll find his name after i can't remember it now top um and he was saying that lockdown is like the worst thing that we could be doing really because people with weak immune systems they're going to get it because they've got weak immune systems. So they need to be like out in the sun. They need to be making sure they can get the right food to strengthen right. the immune system. So the fact that we're in lockdown and people aren't only, are only allowed to go out for essential items is suppressing the immune system. Wow. It was like, which if you've got it, it's going to be even worse than just not, not um, letting people just go on about the daily lives. Cause he was on about Sweden again. It's something I've not really read up on. Well, Sweden, I think I've got that right. Sweden haven't put people in lockdown, have they? No, I think they, they just, they were just maintaining social distancing out yeah. in public and just being leaving people to be sensible about it. As yeah. far as as far as I know, yeah. I don't know what their their numbers are like, mind. Oh, I don't. I don't know if they've yeah. been have they been quite um, open with them. I've not seen anybody really reporting on. Yeah, I don't Sweden. know. There's so yeah. much to take in at the moment, isn't there? Because it's I in know. every country pretty much it seems I know. um and like you said you're bombarded with info if you if you are watching the news it's, it's just there's lots to take in and i suppose there's an element of boredom so if if something crops up on your news feed that is a little bit a little yeah. bit um it's conspiratorial right word is that a real word is it i just made that up conspiratorial yeah sounds sounds right anyway <laughs> Then it's something that piques your interest, and you think, "Oh my God, yes, that sounds pretty cool that the Russians made it, and that it's really like an attempt to to control all the uh, the minds of like the the low income families, so where the rich can again profit off our I don't know whatever." But it, when you see something like a headline like that, you think, "Yes, that sounds interesting now because we're all bored, because we're all proper bored." Yeah. 
that's what they're doing. Yeah. One one thing that did concern me, I was thinking about it the other week, was when these powers now of lockdown are happening and, you know, you can only go out for essential items or for your exercise or whatever, is how these powers could be used when there isn't a pandemic. Right. It just crossed my mind. It was like, well, I I wonder, you know. I had the conversation with someone in work about... um, because like the likes of China uh, are under um, like a, dict- a dictatorship, aren't they? So they can enforce these mm-hmm. rights. You, you're locked down. You're not allowed out. If you go out, we're going to shoot you. You know what I mean? Reality whereas, system. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas obviously we can't enforce them kind of things. But like you, to your point, is is that something that because they brought in new legislation now, aren't they, to sell like the police can enforce mm-hmm. that you're, you're not allowed to congregate in in high numbers. If you've been out more than once during the day, they can enforce you to go back in and all that. So that, and they could obviously, now that they've brought their legislations in, they could obviously make them a little bit more harder and a little bit more, more. What's the word I'm looking for? More, um, more drastic measures to police it. Yeah. Is that something that has set a precedent now? So when we do go back to normal, they could be like, we've got this legislation in our back pocket here. Yeah. We could, we could um, enforce it even further. To whatever to whatever means necessary. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and give you know a reason, whatever that reason may yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was just something that I thought about just when it was just starting to happen. I was thinking, oh, this is a this is an interesting road to go yeah. down. And so just, like you just said, then just say that um, whoever you was referring to before, you said it's seasonal, so it's going to come around every year. Maybe you say it does come around every year, and it's maybe, different yeah. waves of it. Uh huh. So every year around Easter time, the government can just turn around and go, right, lockdown, bear, bear, we're in, we're in lockdown. Shut down, yeah. Every year, every year for like the months of April and May, just as we get into the end of the financial year, the, uh, <laughs> the government says, right. Until, until we come up with a vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. That, that, the guy who was on about before, um, Dr. Shiva Ayudurai. I think that's how you pronounce his second name. Right, he's, okay. He's got a PhD from MIT, so Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Yeah. Um, and he's like a really educated guy. He's got a few things on YouTube and recently came out, and he was the person who was talking about this. these people with uh, weak immune systems, and mm-hmm. he's got some really like controversial views on on some oh. of the stuff. Not, not like down the, down the line of David Icke. He's not that like... No. He's not that far gone, but he's uh, he's an edu- he seems like an educated man with loads of qualifications and that, and um, he's got some interesting videos like that. And can probably you know back up his idea you know with clinical yeah yeah evidence as well probably if he's in that world I guess I don't know yeah I might have to have a I'll send you some I'll send that you one some later links. I'll send you some links yeah yeah it was interesting yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I don't know so what's the plan for the rest of the bank holiday? Uh, well, you're back in work tomorrow. I'm working tomorrow, yeah. So yeah. Bank holiday Monday. I've, because our team's kind of evolving with what we might have to do. Yeah. Um, part of my role will be working in uh, A and E, right. doing assessments for people so, who. So explain your role then. So what will that entail tomorrow then? If you're in A and E, what will you be doing? So tomorrow I'll be in um, what they're calling the green A and E. So they've split the a and e into two so it'll be red which is anyone who's sort of covid symptomatic right there 
and anyone who isn't so it could be someone coming in who's maybe had a fall yeah say they're not symptomatic so then they would go through sort of the green channel <laughs> the green yes. A&E. um and then i'm sort of part of a, a team with a nurse and a physio um to assess whether they can go home right you know, basically to avoid hospital admission so we'll, we'll do like a mobility assessment can they walk um if they can't walk as well as they did when they came in do they need any walking aids um, yeah, yeah. and you get on and off your bed right you know so it's just a general assessment with that that's our side um, there's an occupational therapist as well so they'll look at if they need care if they need assistance yeah in, in order to go home um which i would imagine is probably quite hard to get at the moment mm-hmm. definitely yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know it's the first time i've done it so be right. interesting yeah are and you then, concerned at all say again sorry are you concerned at all have you got any apprehension about it or no I, I think you know we've got the right equipment i think um I'm really <laughs> good, <laughs> um, you know working with an experienced team um yeah. and, and this is all part of my role that might evolve into then following them up in the community doing the home visit making sure they're okay at home oh nice yeah doing everything safely and then yeah i don't know it's a weird time i mean normally I've mentioned before, normally my role would be doing community visits for rehab, mm-hmm. running exercise groups for fallers, um, yeah. getting involved in the hospital gym um, and working with physios. So obviously they, they cut right back our community visits. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. started and um, just just to, just to protect, you know, yeah, us yeah. And, and the people in the community. Um, but now we've all got the right PPE in the boots of our cars ready to go if we need to then yeah. going out and doing these visits again. Yeah, so, but well, even then, yeah, yeah, being interesting. And it's a weird time, it, it, you know, because we are learning loads of new stuff. You know, my role's changed completely in the last month. I don't think I've done a home visit. It's just been planning, yeah. planning, extra training, um, working with different people. So we're learning loads of new things working with different people as well so you can get get the good stuff from them as well yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's one thing i wanted to uh yeah talk to you about as well because throughout this whole period of being in lockdown i've had conversations with people i've done a few um podcast episodes for a mate of mine who runs an organization called maximum edge yeah and he got he got some funding to to run like a program some workshops for 11 to 16 year olds all around like resilience, mental health, fitness, yeah. mindset and all that. So I recently did an episode with him about, about a mindset, but specifically around this lockdown period or this quarantine period. Yeah. And one of the main things that we came up with and we talked about was having a growth mindset during this period and not a fixed mindset. Uh-huh. So like you've just been talking about then, all these things that you're going to be doing now are new to you, an opportunity for growth. Yeah. So things like that, like what can we do during this time to actually benefit us and and not be not be of a mindset where this is it, this is the, the current situation we find ourselves in. Let's dwell on it. Let's just mourn about it until mm-hmm. the government says we can go back to our normal daily lives. But use this time now to get new skills within the within the boundaries of what the government allows us to do, obviously not not flaunting the guidelines that they've, they've put out there. Yeah. Like what, what stuff can we get good at? What stuff yeah. can we use instead of our normal routines? 
I think it's an important topic, really, having this growth mindset in all aspects of your life, but especially now that we're in this lockdown. Yeah, it really focuses everything in, doesn't it? Especially yeah. for those people who aren't who aren't working, they are at home. Yeah. How are you going to use your time? You know, what, what are you going to do? Exactly. Um, we've spoke about it before, haven't we, with your um, with jujitsu? Yeah. Obviously, now you're not able to train. You, you're kind of doing what you can online. But you've said, you know, it's given you time to focus on getting a bit stronger, you know, where yeah, your yeah. points are and just, you know, maybe picking up the weights again. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, actually. I've enjoyed it, getting back in sort of the... Yeah, like the limited equipment I've got in my garage and that I've, I've enjoyed getting back into the process of just lifting weights and trying to get a little bit little bit stronger, a little bit more robust. Yeah. So when I do get back on the mats, I'm, I'm hopefully not as injury prone. Yeah, good. You know. Yeah. But um, going back to your your job and your role and that, like, that's essentially you're adopting a growth mindset, aren't you? Getting out there and stepping out of your comfort zone, doing more. Yeah. Getting more like maybe frontline experience or doing other tasks, other responsibilities, other roles that you wouldn't normally have done. But that's going to set you up now. So when we are over this lockdown period and that, that'll enable you to, to thrive, hopefully, and something else might come of it. Yeah, exactly. And we're seeing that sort of right across the board with all the staff that I work with. So that they've, they've split the physios into different tiers. So tier one, two and three. So the, the tier one physios are the ones that are going to be hands on treating these patients at the ventilators, doing the yeah. doing the chest treatment. So they're, you know, right there amongst it. But they're learning all these amazing skills now. Nice. And, you know, so they're, you know, right across the country, you're going to be seeing people up in their game unbelievably yeah. you know in this yeah. weird weird time but uh, yeah you're right you've got to kind of keep that in your mind I think it's easy to kind of drop your head and go oh my god when's this going to end it's not mm. this isn't my job this isn't what I should be doing but instead of looking around and seeing what you can do what you can learn yeah yeah and then applying it you know it's yeah using it all as, as an opportunity yeah 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 I think so I think you're right it's spot on yeah, yeah. and it, I'm not saying not saying it's an easy thing to do either because it's easy to maybe stay in bed till like dinner if you've not got anything to get up for yeah especially if you've not got the responsibility of kids maybe or your kids are a lot older you don't necessarily have to get up in the morning so i'm not i'm not sitting here saying like oh it's a piece of piss this yeah you just got to adopt this growth mindset and look yeah. for other ways to do stuff but yeah it is hard but it'll allow you to thrive once this is all over yeah times, yeah. times of adversity if you can step up and and look at ways of adopting this growth mindset and seeing what you can do. Definitely. When when life's a little bit easier, it'll allow you to to accelerate and, and thrive and Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's, it is recognizing that and it is easier said than done, but then you know, everything is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I yeah. Know. And it it comes in stages as well. Of we've spoke about it before, haven't we, about you know, you learn something new, you, you'll forget some of it and then apply some of it and then, you, you know, hold on to some, use it. Yeah, some yeah. of it will drop away maybe a little bit until somebody reminds you of something. You go, oh, yeah, OK, I remember now. <laughs> get back on that, get back on the path. And, and all. You know, yeah. And all. So so at the moment, then, have you got a, a routine that you do? When you're, <laughs> is your day broken down into like, at this time I'm going to be doing this? Or? Um, so I started... I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Brendan Bouchard. Have you come across him at all? Only from you. You you sent the thing to me a few weeks ago. Yeah. Did I send you his journal? 
Was that what you, I was on about? You mentioned it, yeah, the journal, yeah. So about, probably about a month, two months ago, I, start, I bought one of his journals and I started incorporating this journal in, into me, into me day to day. So for example, obviously this is before lockdown now, so we're just going to work, going on our daily lives, yeah. going to work, running jujitsu and incremental gains and all this kind of stuff. So I'd get up in the morning, coffee, while my wife's getting ready, Laura's getting ready for work and that like, feed the dog, come down and fill in this journal. And uh, it's, a, it's a proper leather A4 bound journal. Nice. Two page spread for one day. Okay. So um, the, the column along the top, um, it's basically a journal to increase productivity. So the, the journal along the, the bit along the top is goals you want to get done today, three things that have to be done today. Um, he, one person you need to maybe connect with or lead, how will you do that today? Yeah. Um, a, a message to yourself today. So I don't know, something along the lines of maybe like, only can control, control what you can control. Don't think like the uncontrollable. So something just short and sweet like that. Yeah. Down the left-hand side, there's a few like sort of more in-depth questions that only require like one-word answers, but it might be, what are you going to do today that's outside your comfort zone? How do you want to act as a person today and why? So maybe you want to be more mindful about things or maybe you want to be more um, considerate to other people mm-hmm. and then a reason why. There's, there's about eight or nine of these little little one-word answer questions. Um, and then you've got your day-to-day timetable, so it's set out in hours. So it does allow you to sit there and really like chunk out your day into nine till 10, I'm going to do this, 10 to 11, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's something I've never done before. But what I started doing was, say, for example, I was trying to write a funding bid for, for the CIC for incremental gains. Yeah. I'd allow myself just an hour to do that. Right. Or, for example, say I was trying to do me, me expenses, me finances, me tax or whatever for that month. Yeah. I'd allow myself just an hour to do that. So I'd get on my phone, set a timer for an hour, Alarm goes off after an hour. No other distractions, or so maybe a cup of coffee or something like that. Do that work for an hour. Once the alarm goes off, that's it. Laptop down. That's all I spend doing that one task. Right. And then the next task maybe go in the gym or I'm going to walk the dog. So it was quite a regimented day, but like every hour was like productive. And it did it did take a little bit of discipline to when the alarm goes off. You, you stop that task and you come back to it maybe tomorrow next time you've you've written your, oh, yeah. your, your diary and that like that. Yeah. So then that was that was me kind of my routine or obviously if I was in work, I'm in work, do you know what I mean? I can't it's it's difficult to do that journal when obviously I'm in work and that so yeah. I do my morning bit, fill it all in, and then I go to work and then I've got the bits for jujitsu, so I want to run the lesson tonight. What we're doing in the lesson, yeah, maybe a bit more mindful about some of the kids are a bit quieter, so this is all written down in the journal, and you can revisit it at certain times in the day, like what you wanted to achieve during that time. And then on a night, you've got your your assessment of the day. So what went well? Um, how you stepped out of your comfort zone? What did you find? Someone who, who, I don't know, give you a compliment, or did you give someone a compliment? What was really good that worked well today? And then you do the same thing tomorrow. And then every month, you plan your month out ahead and you'd give yourself values. So 
how have you acted this month professionally financially emotionally and you mark yourself out of 10 and then as the months go on obviously you've got all this previous accountability like what you can you can look back and say whether you've improved or not Uh, yeah and do you feel you did did it help um in some aspects yeah in some maybe no no i found that go on sorry no i was going to say how easy was it to find something that puts you out of your comfort zone every day um not easy yeah not easy so i started initially i would have been putting like i don't know because before I started running jiu-jitsu classes, that would have been outside my comfort zone to stand in front of a class and, and yeah. lead the class. But now I've been doing that for like 18 months. That isn't stepping outside my comfort zone anymore. So what is the next level to that? So, for example, these these face-to-face recorded podcasts, that was one of the, the things that I did. Step outside my comfort zone. Because a lot of people are, and I'm still conscious, but you mentioned it last time, People don't like listening to their own voice, do they? Oh, I, I sent you that message last week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? And you're not used to it. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah. And especially like in a video format as well, when you can sort of see yourself and you 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 maybe see the a clip of the video that you just recorded or something, you think, oh my god, there's no way I'm putting that out there in the <laughs> in the in the world for people to listen to in that. But I remember going on um, some media training for for where I work. We we put a bid in for a project. And he got nominated for the a National Lottery People's Award. Oh, cool. And um, part of this award was that you got... The, if you'd have won this award, you'd have been on ITV, Granada, Granada Tonight. And because of that, part of the award and the nomination was that you went to go on free... A day's free media training. Oh, yeah. The um, Salford Keys, um, whatever studios it is at Salford. So I went on this... Uh, media training and of all the people who, who were there the main thing that came up was that people didn't like the thought of people being on teller obviously made people quite insecure mm-hmm. and listening to their own voice was like a big a big issue that people had that they either wanted to work on or that they couldn't get their head around and um, you'd think that these like media people who were running this course would have like some really insightful advice really like um something that you could take away and really inspiring advice that all right yeah get me head around that now and the advice that they give and they've written in big letters on the board was just get over it (laughs) that was that was the that was the extent of the advice what they had to give get over it just get over it yeah there's nothing there's no one likes the sound of their own voice we all think that we sound common. We all think that we say, oh, my God, do I say that? Oh, my God, how many times did I say um, uh, uh, And Yeah, I'd, I'd constantly going, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> One of the things we, I always, Laura, pinpoints on me is I always say like, which is a bit of a, a Merseyside scouse, even though I don't class myself as a scouser. Yeah, but, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> and a teenage thing as well. A lot, of teen, a lot of teenagers, my kids say it a lot. So like, What's that like? like yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so I went like, yeah, over to see my friend, and then we like did this. Yeah. yeah. But that was the advice he had, or they had, was get over just, it. Get, just get over it. <laughs> but in, in a way, though, it's quite, um, it is quite good advice because get over yourself. Do you know what I mean? Get no, yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. And, and you can apply that to, to other things as well, can't you? I don't, we've spoken before about um, 
breath work and, and cold showers specifically yeah. and that's 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 a thing yeah, that, that's one thing get, I o- get over it again it's easy to say but hard to do yeah. um get in there start like 10 seconds get over it it's cold water you know. before we before we get on to that cold water therapy and breath work because i wanted to talk to you about that but another good piece of advice that we got in that media training um was so i had to give a, a bit of a monologue just just about who i am um things that i do me interests just to get get comfortable with speaking in front of the the people in the mm-hmm. in the classroom it was just a, the first exercise we had to do and then we did it again at the end utilizing all like the little tips and tricks that they give us and we'd have feedback on how we improved or if we improved and all that but one of the the main things that i took from that media training and i try and adopt it sometimes i forget but it's it's worthwhile going over it again to try and like remember what what they tell you and that and so anytime you've probably done it yourself when someone asks you a question and the first thing you do without even thinking before you even start talking you go um and then you start talking don't you so what they were trying to get into the habit of doing, and they were saying like the effect what this has to people who are listening to you is so powerful, even though it's such a little thing. So you ask me a question, and instead of going, um, yeah, so what I do is, as soon as you ask the question, breathe in through your nose, and the period when you would be saying, um, um, hang on, um, you said don't say anything. And it's a hard habit to get into, but he said, just don't say anything. Just breathe in through your nose. And then instead of saying, um, just give your answer. So replace, um, with, with a breath, an intake of breath. And he said, wow. when you watch, like, I'm, I'm in no way comparing myself to like presidents and stuff like that. But he said, when you watch presidents, <laughs> you're not, you're, no, no, no. <laughs> so when you watch presidents and politicians give speeches, he said they won't say erm or they won't like give whatever word replaces erm. They'll just do an intake of breath and then they'll give their answer. And he said, you watch it, how powerful it is. People like are engaged in it then. Just that psychological thing of like not not having someone say erm before they start talking gives more, I can't think of the word, what they used to describe it, but more like, more more depth and like more, yeah. Like I can't think of the word I'm trying to say, but you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. Once that was brought to your attention then, and once you started looking and listening more closely, did you start seeing it? Tried to, yeah. Oh, they're doing that. Oh, yeah. I see what they're doing. Yeah. 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 I was definitely noticing it in other people, but yeah. to actually implement it myself. Right. Again, easier said than done, but the first the first task is being aware of it, isn't it? So I am aware that I might start going, um, um, so like the first step is being aware of it, and then the next step is trying to trying to implement it. But definitely something I try and think about. Yeah. Just that breath in, just yeah. one breath in through the nose, giving yeah. you that thinking time and reaction time, and just yeah. I don't know. I wish I, could, I wish I could think of the word what they used because it was a really good word to describe the the impression that it gives when you're on the other side being interviewed. Okay. Without that, without that that doubt of all that amateurism of just going um the just the intake of breath and then you give your yes answer. yeah because to do the breath as well gravitas gravitas you have to hold yourself a little bit differently to yeah. you know it yeah. kind of betrays a 
the word was the word was gravitas gives it gravitas gravitas yes yeah (laughs) yeah i know it's such a it might seem like a simple little thing but it was it was one of the main things that i took away from that day's media training don't fill gaps with herb fill it with the silence just take a breath and then give your answer (laughs) (laughs) that's it i'm gonna do that this week yeah. Add that even bit. even if even if you just make yourself aware of how many times you say um when someone asks you something. Even if that's all it is. Catching yourself doing it. Yeah, yeah I've done it again. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so going back to breath work then, before we finish off. Cole, I know you've been you've been really um from what I've seen and when I've spoken to you about it, um the, the Wim Hof breath work stuff, the cold water therapy. Yeah, I've tried to do cold water therapy. Okay. I've tried when I was doing my journal. Back to the journal again. Yeah. I started. So the one of the comfort zone things, what you asked before, was having these cold showers. Okay. That was getting out of my comfort zone for that day, and I managed to get it up to two minutes. Okay. So I'd have a shower. I've had a, I'd have a shower. Once I've once I've showered, mm-hmm. the last two minutes, cold as as it can possibly go, under there for two minutes. And that's what I built it up to, 30 seconds every day, building up to two minutes, which wasn't too bad. Two minutes, I thought, yeah, two minutes is pretty good. Uh-huh. But then, for some reason, it's, I fell out of habit with it. Yeah. So yeah. talk a little bit, how did, you, how did you incorporate it into your routine? Or have you used the ocean more than a shower? Or Because obviously, I know you live right next to the ocean and that. So Yeah, I, I've kind of done both. Um, I do the shower every day. Jumping by 30 seconds in a day is, is that's quite a big jump, mind. So I got in, did 30 seconds. The next day, did a minute. Yeah. Next day, a minute and a half. Yeah, that's that's a quite a big jump. Right. I, I think I started by just putting it on cold as I could stand it. Straight off the bat, straight away. No, no. So I get in, you know, get up on hot, do what you need to do, get clean. Yeah. Always. And then towards the end of the shower, turn it. And I didn't even... I think I started not even turning it down as cold as it would go. It would be as cold as I could stand it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that might not be, it might be halfway, say, for, for <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah. And that's it. And then I can't remember which way around I did it, whether I sort of decreased the temperature or decreased the time at that temperature. And then, yeah, sort of I can't remember. Um, but eventually got it down to as cold as it will go and, I'm just I'm just doing it, and uh, but yeah. I would say 30 seconds is quite a big All right. jump. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not so you could maybe do, yeah, maybe do it a, maybe, yeah. a minute, maybe for a week. As cold as you can stand it. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is with the shower as well, you can kind of avoid it a little bit, can't you? Yeah. You know, you can, if you angle yourself, it's just hitting your shoulder and your <laughs> the top of your chest. You go, oh, this is that easy. was the worst thing. <laughs> so your head didn't get it. So yeah. once, once your head's under, that's when like your your start your bones. Yeah. Ah. I find the bit sort of under my arms and down my sort of side ribs. Yeah, <laughs> quite hard getting right in in there. Ah. Yeah, but the breath work. Going back to that, I've only recently now that there's a good um, little clip of Wim Hof on Instagram. He's on. He did a 15 minute clip where it's a guided three rounds of breath. All right. Three breath holds, and then mm-hmm. what I've been doing, especially on these days off just getting straight in the shower then minute minute hot and then whacking it on cold and just controlling that breath and, and you know it, there's a lot of, lots of scientific ways as to 
the benefits. So, of it, so. what, um, what breath work did you incorporate in the showers then? What What are you doing? Just controlled breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Making sure you're not like hyperventilating, keeping yeah. controlled and yeah. Just keeping control, yeah. And yeah. maybe focusing on, instead of all oh, that's feeling really cold under my arm or on my face, just, I don't know, just feeling my feet on the floor, concentrating yeah. on my feet. Right. Feeling my feeling my feet on the shower tray. So like a different kind of awareness. Yeah. So awareness to a different part of the body. Yeah, just moving your awareness around, maybe even just yeah. to just to take the the mind off because you know it is cold water. It doesn't feel very nice, but <laughs> get over it. <laughs> get over yourself. Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. Get over it. Get over it. Yeah. Yeah. But going back to the, like you say, we've got lucky enough. We've got the sea close to us. Mm-hmm. Um. And last year, I kind of decided to dip into that a little bit and just yeah. going in in my shorts, even sort of early last year, January, February, myself and a mate were going down, yeah. blowing a hoolie, getting strange looks from the fishermen as, as they're sort of coming yeah. in and going, what are you two doing? It, not for long, you know, you're not in there for long, yeah, minutes, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that carried on throughout most of the year, you know, right. go down there in the evenings, take the dog for a walk. Um get in my shorts and just just get in have a swim around you know and there is a little a little group of people in in Pembrokeshire well the blue tits and the blue bells the the, the men and the women and they up until recently they would be somewhere every day you know going in all year round yeah Uh, I'm not quite at that stage yet but there's a there's a guy in Bournemouth called Jeff Lawson who um was my first sort of not jiu-jitsu, my, my first jiu-jitsu club in Basingstoke mm-hmm. um, was an affiliate of Ippon, which is Jeff Lawson's school in Bournemouth. And on, I follow him on Facebook and he's just started doing, he, he must live just off the coast in, in uh, Bournemouth. So he yeah. goes down and every morning at 6am, Yeah. He, he goes in the ocean with a few lads or his family or whatever and does like the cold water straight in the ocean Ooh. for however long. And yeah. he's documenting it on on um, Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But do you not think it's quite interesting? You've you've adopted that, or you was you was doing that before the lockdown, and you've you've just done it off your own back. You've not put it out there anywhere really. But yeah. then other people at different parts of the country, have got the same mindset and they're doing it as well. Yeah. I think there's something weird in that maybe, I don't know how, but like consciousness or whatever other people are doing are having the same ideas somewhere else in the country what is it that sparked that initial i know i know it's to make everyone start to adopt these little habits at the same time or the same ideas without me telling you this is what i'm doing do you know what i mean it's weird and when i was doing it last year i got talking to different people at different times of the day i was sat in a sauna talking to to a woman and and she knew all about Wim Hof and she was yeah. going to a different part of you know like the next bit over from Fishguard she was going there yeah. each day so we were yeah. sat talking and then um I think I mentioned to you before I was sort of taking improvers swimming lessons yes, last yeah. year and I was talking to a guy there and, and he was doing it a little bit further up the coast where he lives right so there's all these little enclaves of people who don't know about each other, but are know group. about each other. The, the, yeah. There are a group of people who do meet up and, until recently, um, but there are all these little people that were doing it themselves, just on their own, yeah, forever. 
not realizing there's a little community of people yeah. who are all yeah it's nice nice to hear you know because you that's good especially when you tell people i'm just gonna go in the sea and you go what because <laughs> <laughs> up until up until last year i'd only be going in if i had a wetsuit on you know yeah i ain't going in it's freezing you know i'll go in a wetsuit but yeah. last year i kind of ventured out of it and just went in a bit in a pair of shorts and where do you think it's come from then because i mean I don't we, know. we hear it on rogan yeah see a word of wim hof and that like yeah. the effects of cold water therapy i know are well documented and i'm not got the the i'm not articulate enough to to talk about all the benefits and why they why they are good for you but do you think it's just because of the exposure online more people are doing it more it's it- yeah, people are doing it, so that obviously trickles down to everybody else. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if if you're connected and you're on Instagram and you're on Facebook, it's it, yeah. Especially if you're going a certain way, you're listening to certain podcasts and following yeah. certain people's feeds, it's yeah. going to crop up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever had an ice bath? No, but there's a lad who trains with us at jujitsu, and on a Saturday, so Saturdays is a big session. On a Saturday, we do like. There's, there's no gi, gi, and then rolling. So it's it's quite a big Saturday morning session. And um, Dale says what he does on a Saturday after he finishes jiu-jitsu is he'll go, back to, he'll go past the petrol station and buy two bags of ice, goes home, runs a bath, chucks the ice in, and he'll sit in the bath for like 20 minutes, 10, 10 15, 20 minutes, depending on how, how painful it is and that like. Right. And I was like... I was, I was shocked. I was like, seriously, <laughs> you, you go home and do that? I said, I'm only just getting up to like two minutes in the shower on cold. And he was like, yeah, he said, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard and it's sore, what he said. And, and similar similar to the cold showers, even though I was only doing two minutes, mm-hmm. the feeling I got from it, and you must have had more being in the ocean and that like, and mm-hmm. I felt fantastic. The whole body's tingling and like, I was buzzing. Like I've had like seven cups of coffee or something. But um, Dale, who does these ice baths, said he feels fantastic after it. Whatever the science behind it is or whatever, mm-hmm. he said he feels fantastic. But he said it's it's mental. Again, just get over it. Get in there. Get it done. <laughs> but men, I've not I've not tried one yet. No, I will do. I will do. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the next thing to step outside my comfort zone. Maybe. Have you done it? A couple of times. Yeah. Again, with um, yeah. going back. Um, not last year, year before, because I was when I was doing, going quite hard, training, d- doing a lot of the wrong things. Some yeah. of the things I should have been doing, my back exercises, I was kind of neglecting and doing other yes. stuff. Um, and I was a couple of times, I'd bought two bags of ice and did the same. Got Emma <laughs> to run a cold bath. Yeah. Come back from the gym, chuck them and just jump, jump straight in. Yeah, it's hard. About twenty minutes there, I wasn't in there for. Maybe maybe I don't, maybe he's not got up to twenty minutes. Maybe yeah. it's like ten, I think. Yeah, and I wonder then because it's supposed to help with you know reducing inflammation, isn't it? If you're having hard training sessions to reduce yeah. that, um, you know, um, muscle soreness and achiness afterwards. Yeah, I think that's so, why he's done it. But yeah, yeah that's legit. That way. Like. <laughs> I'm listening to Ross Edgeley recently, and he's done it. You follow Ross Edgeley on YouTube? Have you seen any of his YouTube? No, I know who he is, but no, I don't. I don't really. Him. He's done some YouTube stuff recently um, about ice, ice water swimming. Okay. Because obviously he swam around Great Britain, didn't he? But he's been trying to get people. He's like a little bit of a running his own little experiment. So his theory was um, muscle mass is is thermic, so it, it 
conducts heat. Okay. So the theory being, and I'm paraphrasing, like I might not get it completely right, but the more muscle mass someone carries, the better, in theory, they should be at ice swimming. Okay. Because muscles thermic, the more muscle mass you carry in, as long as you're moving, it's conducting heat. Therefore, you'll be warmer for longer in the water. Yeah. So he, he took this bodybuilder, YouTube YouTube um, star bodybuilder, for a nice water swim. And then recently, he took Eddie Hall, you know, world's strongest man, yeah. Eddie Hall. Yeah. He took him ice swimming and the funner because obviously he's, he's mentally robust. He's, he's, he can, he's got like the world record for lifting deadlift. Um, something like that so he's mentally the mentally resilient but yeah he struggled initially with the cold water cold water immersion yeah. ross as he was saying that after 20 minutes that's when hypothermia kicks in so they, they seriously had to keep an eye on the time on how long they'd been in the water for okay so they were no they were nowhere they were nowhere getting near 20 minutes so maybe that makes me think that dale's not quite got up to 20 minutes yet in this in this ice bath but yeah Good oh. videos, I'm worth watching them, they're interesting. Oh, look at that, where were they doing that, do you know? Uh, a man-made lake, I can't think where it was, to be honest, off the top of my head, somewhere down in the home counties, I presume, somewhere down there, like, but, yeah, yeah they're interesting, <laughs> they're worth watching, yeah. There's so much, there's so much content in there, you know, what takes your interest, it's... I, I started, um, again, getting, like, anxious, because there's so much stuff that I wanted to watch, I was like, I want to watch that, I want to watch that. And I had to like have a word with myself and say, listen, it doesn't really matter if you don't watch it. Do you know what I mean? No, so much. There's only so <laughs> much to watch. And I want to get that information, but yeah. I just so happened to miss an episode of Joe Rogan. It's not going to, nothing bad's going to happen. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah I'm the same. I've, I've been the same. I mean, I've got a handful of books on the go and these past yeah. few days I was thinking, oh, brilliant. I can sit down and have a, have a good hit. I haven't yeah. read that much. I download after I chatted to you last week about you um trying to train solo at home yeah there was a free uh john danaher yeah that, solo. Is, that is pretty good actually yeah. yeah well i don't do jujitsu but i thought i'd be quite good you know just to go through the movements of getting on the floor and moving around yeah, man, so that's on, movements. Yeah. yeah that's on my list i'm like oh damn i haven't managed to do that these last yeah. few days but it's there you know yeah. just just weird ways of moving the human body yeah so if you're into, well, you obviously are because the, the mobility work you're doing on your back and your yoga and stretching and yeah. surfing and swimming, it's just a different way of moving the human body. So utilising the hips, bridging, hip escaping, yeah. and shrimping, all, them, all that kind of stuff. It, it, it's supposed to be, I'm not watching myself yet, but I know obviously the movements that he's, that he's utilising and talking about. And yeah. you think you can get into it, it'll just be a, another way of utilising and moving the human body, yeah? Yeah. Would, would, would you need much space to be going through these drills that he would be doing or not just the same you would as as yoga really oh cool yeah yeah just a yoga mat yeah i think i think there's one specific exercise in the leg raises so you'd need a chin up bar or something like that but the rest of them are just moves you could utilize on a yoga mat definitely oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's on the list it's on the yeah. never-ending ever-growing never list. list i know <laughs> i know I remember that. I was laughing at that when you said that the, the never-ending, ever-growing list. It's good, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, mate. Here's, here's something for you then. If, if we can check in next week. Yeah. How about we both get an ice bath done this week? <sighs> could you? What do you reckon? Yeah, def- yeah. All right. 
Yeah. What are we going to do? One bag or two bags? Fuck. Um, <laughs> two. You've got just got to do it on my two bags. Two bags. Yeah. Filled with cold water. So just bath. a cold water bath. Yeah. So two bags of ice in there. Two bags of ice. How long for? What have we got to do? Oh yeah. How long for? Um. Five minutes. Five minutes could be forever, couldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Five minutes? You've got five minutes. It's, I think that's a good... Go five minutes. Right, so when I spoke to Dale about this... Yeah. I never even gave it a second thought, but he was going in in boxer shorts... Okay. ...and socks. Okay. I don't even I don't even know what the correct... Right. Um... Okay. But obviously, with your extremities are going to get cold, aren't they? Yeah. So maybe boxer shorts is a good idea, I don't know. So I'll go in, in my winter wetsuit and my <laughs> booties. I'll be all right, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. Let's, just say, let's just say a boxes on. Pair of boxes, cold water, um, ice bath. Pants, ice bath, two bags. What day? Should we do it at the same time? Or do you just want to do it at some point in the week? At some point in the week, yeah. I don't some want to be point. too accountable for when I have to do it. <laughs> I have to pluck up some courage. I can't believe I've just said it. Yeah, there we go. Give it a, give it a go. I'll, I'll send you... Um, there's the guided Wim Hof. You've done the Wim Hof method. A little bit, yeah. I know a little bit about... Well, not a lot, but I know... Yeah, I mean, it's not something that you should ever do in water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> no, you know, especially the breath holds in that. This is yeah, dangerous. Yeah. But the the three rounds of breath work with the three breath holds at the end of each. Have do that. So I'm gonna explain that again. So right. So you do go on. Take me through there. So the way he explains it is, so big breath in, right into the belly, into the chest. Yeah. In through the nose or the mouth. I don't think it really matters which. Yeah. And then just relax the breath out. So you're just kind of letting it go. Let it go, as he says. Yeah. <laughs> Fully in, let it go. <laughs> and that, that, 30 times. Yeah. And then on that last breath, you sort of fully in. Let it go. Breath so longer, a longer breath out on the last breath. Let it all out. Yeah. And hold your breath and just relax. So no intake, just no. let it all out and then hold the breath. Hold that breath. And yeah. I think on the on the guided one that he does, it's I think it, that first round is a minute breath hold. If yeah. you can, everyone's going to be different. If you need to take that breath in yeah. earlier, then do it. Um, and then you start again. You do another round. Same thing. Right. Big, breath, big breath in. Let it go. Yeah. And it, you know, you might get a little bit of tingling in your in your fingers and. In your toes. Yeah, I think I experienced that. That a little bit of lightheaded. One time I did play around with it a little bit. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, I'm not sort of articulate or knowledgeable enough to to explain why that's happening, but yeah, that's what happens. Do that for three rounds, and then try the ice bath or the cold shower. All right. Let's see. Yeah. I did find when I was doing cold showers. Yeah. That breathing into me belly. So not yeah. breathing like into the lungs and hyperventilating. Control mm. breath work into the belly did allow me to 
stay calmer under the cold water. Whether whether that's right or whether that's yeah the science behind it, I found yeah. it better to breathe and, and concentrate on it as well. Like we were saying, be more mindful. Yeah, my breath into belly breathing. Yeah, felt I could control the cold water better. Yeah, so really deep breathing because if you if you're breathing sort of in the upper part of your chest and in all the accessory muscles in your neck, so keeping it, that's yeah, you, know, you can increase anxiety and yeah, you know, increase your cortisol and your stress response if it's everything's up here and it's oh, shorter sure. breaths and yeah. you know, but nice big 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 deep belly and chest yeah. and get it in yeah. <laughs> uh, there's been a couple of um good workshops on instagram with since this lockdown um breath the breath guy who's done a couple that's what the instagram handle is the the breath yeah. guy the breath guy yeah the breathe and and yeah and breath breath pod i think is the other one they've done a couple of free right. online sessions guided for about an hour yeah uh, you know just plug in your headphones and dive in they've been really really good so again it's just another yeah. growth another opportunity to adopt a growth mindset in it trying whether it's new to you whether it's yeah. something you've always planned on doing but never got your ass in gear and decided to do it or whether you fell by the wayside a little bit yeah just use this time to to adopt new skills or use something that you've always wanted to have a go at yeah try so, it yeah. yeah and it, it might not be the thing and then you know you know then don't you just have a look around and see what Keep exactly. trying. Yeah. Some things will stick, some things will fall by the wayside. But as long as I think you're constantly looking around for the, you know, the opportunities to, to get better at whatever Definitely it is. So, yeah. Jeff Thompson. Jeff, do you know who Jeff Thompson is? No, no. Jeff Thompson used to be a bouncer many, many years ago in Coventry, and he written the book called Watch My Back. Right. And then, he, and then he went down quite a spiritual route and started looking at all the different spiritual books. But anyway. He coined a term, opening your conscious net. So if you're open to all different ideas and stuff, so say you look at going into breath work now, then that makes you look at Wim Hof. And then from Wim Hof, you start looking at pranayama, yoga or whatever. Yeah. And then from the yoga, you start looking at Eastern philosophy. And yeah. Just having an open mind. So like, if one thing happens, opening your conscious net allows you to just be, be open enough to follow different avenues one thing leads to another which leads to another which leads to another before you know it you've got all these wonderful influences affecting your life and all this like so opening your conscious net yeah I like it yeah <laughs> so right so for next time then so if, if we give it what we're going to do give it a week or something or up to you dave yes what are we on what are we on now it's sunday aren't we it's, it's a sunday, sunday today sunday. yeah so next next weekend then doesn't have to be sunday but Next weekend, at some point during this week, you've got to have done five minutes, cold water bath, ice ice water bath, sorry. Yeah. Five minutes, yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm. I'll, let, I'll let you know when I've done it and you let me know when you've done it. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. We'll discuss it next time. Okay. We'll be fine. We'll get over it. We'll be, we'll yeah, be fine. Just got to, just, what's the, what was the phrase? Just get over it, yeah. Get Do over it. it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but again easier said than done we'll, we'll be fine yeah mental mental resilience training that isn't it isn't it yeah isn't it i'll have to do some like hard workout before it or something just to 
so I've got something to like recover from. <laughs> Bad idea, yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. Some kettlebells or something. So mate, so we've been, we've done an hour and fifteen there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the first first instalments of the Incremental Gains podcast. Oh wow. An hour and fifteen. Wow, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been awesome to chat with you, mate. As always, you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's nice to do it face to face instead of, like we said, fragmented text text over a week sort of thing. Well, it's a, I'm terrible, yeah. at, terrible at replying as well. So yeah, me too, me too. I read but it. And I think, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm gonna reply to that, and then something else will happen, and then I'll think, oh shit, I've not replied to Paul, and then I go back to me, me reply, and it's still sat in like the reply box. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. I get it. I, I do the same. It's no, it's no biggie, is it? What's what's the thought be behind incremental gains then? Is it like that like you've been talking about the growth mindset and techniques? Yeah, and so incremental gains. I started incremental gains in 20, 2018 It was so it's to improve the mental and physical well-being of children, young adults, and adults in the local community. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I listened to that last ep that episode you were referring to on just now actually. The latest which one you released. Which one's that, sorry? The latest one that you released. Did it come out yesterday? Yesterday. Mindset. Yeah. yeah, I listened to that one and I, I kind of fell asleep to the one with the uh, the veteran. I've downloaded the veteran one. Yeah. Um, but I need to read it. I put it on late last night as I was just sort of lying yeah. in bed. But, but um, yeah. It's quite a long one, that. And like I said, it's I'm not doing much talking on it. It was just a matter of recording his his yeah. life story and that. But yeah. 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 But no, that's what it's all about. So... Cool. Because I don't get funding for the podcast, I thought, well, I may as well because I do it for me mate on that maximum edge. I'm doing them anyway. Mm -hmm. But instead of them being, because you, you obviously notice the ones I do for him are a little bit more like instructive and a bit more like just me on my own talking about various topics. Whereas for incremental gains, I want it a little bit more like this, like conversational, but where people can then think, oh, Wim Hof, I'll go and have a look at that online. You know what I mean? Yeah. A bit more less less structured, but because of the stuff we're interested in and know about and talk about, yeah, other people will find it interesting in that as well. So oh, that's good. What what was the phrase? Opening the conscious net was it? Opening opening your conscious net. Yeah. Opening people's conscious nets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I like and it. The, the, the tagline of incremental gains is improve on yesterday every day. Every day. That's what it is. Yeah. That's good. the idea behind it. That's the whole brilliant whole philosophy. Yeah. That's cool. Love it. So, man. Love it. Cool. We leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Check so, in some let point me know when you've done your, your ice bath. I've, I've got it in my head. I'm going to do it on um, on Wednesday. I've got a, a, an online yoga session, so I'm going to do it after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I'll time it after it. Some, there's, there's some online jiu-jitsu sessions, so I'll time it after one of them or when I've done some kettlebells or something. <laughs> maybe, maybe when Laura's not on a voice call, so if she isn't screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where have my balls gone? I know. <laughs> yeah, sound them, mate. All right, buddy. Awesome. That was awesome, anyway. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Good fun. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, have a good week. Stay safe. You too, mate. You too. Take care. Right. Take care. See you later.